Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard here early on a Wednesday morning, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Welcome into March. Uh, almost had some bedlam last night. Uh, some of these smaller conferences. Uh, Kennesaw State almost lost as one of the favorites in their conference. They won at the uh, at the wire. And then Robert Morris laying like 16 points with a three late to win that game. And we have a full slate coming up tonight as well. I think it's a pretty good card tonight overall for the bigger schools playing a weaker card tonight for smaller conferences. It'll get better a little bit later on um, to- th- this week. Sorry, tomorrow's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Tomorrow is great. Uh, Arch Madness starts in the Missouri Valley, which has been, the unders have been an ATM machine for years in this tournament. Can't put the totals low enough. Yep. Uh, Bubblicious games in the Pac-12, some big games in the Pac-12, and you got the semis of the Atlantic Sun and some other conferences get started there as well. Here's what Peter King said, and it's not just Peter King because the competition committee is going to look at this, and they might ban it. The tush-push. It's, it's a dumb play. It's a dumb rule. It's a bastardization of the rule. They need to ban it. It's not football. It's rugby. He doesn't rip the Eagles for taking advantage of it, but he hates the play and wants the NFL to get rid of the tush-push. You know what I hate? I hate watching football for 12 hours or whatever it is every single Sunday and seeing 17 teams who have awful play calling on third and one and no creativity. That's what I hate. How about they get better? How about they come up with something like the Eagles did and exploit something that actually works? I would reward that again. Isn't it something if they ban this? This is what you're going to ban, but you're not going to change. You could have a 70-yard penalty yeah, you're with not a spot get rid of foul that. with the PI. Did yeah. you see the explanation while we were on vacation with the uh, uh, roughing the passer? Well, we went back and looked at it because the, they wanted to be team wanted it to be reviewed. I think right. it was Philly. I want every roughing the passer call to be reviewed. Or you could challenge it rather. And they said, well, we go back and look. There was only three calls they missed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like Warren Sharp looked just in his tweets in the last month. He saw six egregious calls. That they blew mm-hmm. alone. It's like they just come on, guys. See, here's the thing: they're not sitting in a room with anybody and talking to them while they're looking at all these plays. They go into the room all, all on their own. They say, "Yeah, we only came up with three, and then they have, they don't have to face the music. What if that should be like a national TV event? Put that on ESPN, right? Have like the the lead person of the uh, the lead official, whoever's in charge of that, with like other uh, crew members, right, in the room. And then have like a media person in there saying, explain this one to me. That looks horrible. And then just have a list of like 20 of them. And they say, no, no, they would be completely embarrassed. Yeah. And they would be forced to change it then because they would have no idea what they're looking at. But they won't, they'll go into a small room on their own and no accountability and talk to nobody and say, oh, yeah, we're good to go. We're not going to change anything. Yeah. How the PI thing is still a thing, it just, it absolutely boggles my mind. It's the worst call like in any sport. And it's, I've been, so strong on this for 20-plus years. You cannot 
do what basically the Colts did a couple years ago with Carson Wentz. Under throw, throw your receiver 53 yards down the field. The defender gets caught up on it. Oh, he had no chance of catching the ball, by the way. And that's a first down, right? Spot foul. Every time we talk to Mike Pereira, he's like, oh, yeah, I totally agree with you guys. But but the league loves scoring. Yep. Yeah, but that's not – It's, it's fake. such It's such – right. And just for a ticky-tack foul, and a lot of times it's guys getting handsy both ways. But to come up where you think you can actually have a 50, 60-yard penalty is, is, is absurd, mm-hmm. and that, that has to go. Yep. But, of course, the right thing to do in the common sense is the onside kick's a non-football play. I mean, it's not – you have no chance now, 3%. It's like the extra point, which they finally did the right thing after you – I mean, it was 99%. Right. And then they go, they move it back and then, go, you know, going for two. But the, the fourth and 15 is a home run in lieu of the onside If kick. Peter King hates the tush-push, he absolutely must hate – the onside kick and then push for fourth and fifteen, because the, the 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 onside kick doesn't work. It's a non-football play. If you he, if he wants to call the tush push rugby in a non-football play, well the the onside kick is infinitely worse because it does it's not effective at all. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. Why have a play that's basically zero percent? Yeah, as the, your only option. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm checking out the college basketball betting podcast at Vsin yesterday with uh, Tim Murray and Adam Burke. And they kicked around betting on a couple of teams with their future numbers at the current prices. So I did add them this past weekend. And I don't have a great portfolio this week, uh, this year in college basketball, um, to be completely honest. But I've also avoided the only thing that I have that might be promising on a team near the top is Houston on a parlay with the Celtics from early on in the season. I parlayed Houston to win the college basketball title and the Celtics to win the NBA title. Um, but that's pretty much it. So teams down the board that I have, and I added to um, this weekend, Kentucky, again, probably their best performance of the of the year over Auburn, where they were awesome. And I, I get it, like their defensive numbers are not great. And you can slice it any way you want. You can go back and look and use Ken Palm. You can use Torvik, whatever. You can go from the beginning of the year. You can go from January 1st, from February 1st, whatever. There is no basic time frame that says Kentucky's defense is good. It's not a good unit. But I will say that they are playing much, this is a typical Calipari team, where come February and then into March, they typically play a lot better than what they were like in November. So they will have, in most instances, on the court, pretty much as much talent as their opponent, whoever that is, uh, this year in, in the Madness. Currently sitting on the sixth line. So I would take that much more than a 7 or an 8, where they'd be looking at a 2 or a 1. They could, as of uh, we speak, maybe look at a 3 um, in the second round, obviously. I think they can only go up. And It's a good discussion because you're right. They're going to have how many times will they step on the court with more talent, but they're going to be outcoached and no in-game adjustments. Pretty much every single game. So that's right. That's the conundrum you have. Right. And right. I get it. Could a rollover parlay be better on Kentucky? Well, yeah. uh, they're also probably going to be – look, if they have a couple things shake their way and the and the bracket breaks up, like think about this. If that team did not lose to St. Peter's last year, there's a very good chance they were going to go to the Final Four because things broke their way big time in their bracket. That was a North Carolina bracket. And by the way, could they be something that Maureen Burke talked about could this team be last year's North Carolina? I think that's feasible. Interesting uh, you bring that up as well. Allen Boston yesterday. Okay. Quote, UNC could repeat the last year's run. Thought they were reading their own press clippings. Oh, interesting. And they could, again, 8-9 seed, get hot at the right time, make a Final Four run. 
Oh, because they entered the year number one overall, according to everybody, right. right? Preseason number one, and they're on the bubble. But if they get in with all the talent, same team, why not? Why can it happen again? Yeah, yeah. Eight, so, nine, ten seed, bam, here they go. So I bet Kentucky at 50 to one, and I bet them a little bit at uh, 10 to one to make the final four. The other team is Gonzaga. Okay. Now, I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think they run some good stuff, but it, and it was a great breakdown the last game, what they had with Jay Billis when they played St. Mary's, what they were doing behind the scenes there uh, with Dan Dickow. Uh-huh. But uh, it's, it's hard to win. You know, he's had some bad moments, uh, but, but it's hard to win. And you just see that. Well, that, and just because he doesn't have a national title. Right. I mean, people look at that and but say they've he's had deep, never, plenty of deep runs. He, I know. But I, yeah. And I understand like yeah. he, he's had much better teams than this year's version. Well, they've also done the impossible. This is one of the best stories in the history of sports. A powerhouse in Spokane, Washington. Right, right. Getting pl- better players in, going head-to-head and beating Duke, Kentucky, Kansas and when it comes to recruits. Yeah. Think about that. Sure. And like, like uh, go, going back to the, the Hachimura team, uh-huh. when they beat Zion and Duke at Maui, that team to me was absolutely loaded. I had them across the board on everything. They got beat by Chris Beard's Texas right. Tech team that but, year yeah, to go to the Final Four. That's the nature of the sport. I of mean, course. just one bad game, and that's... And the team two years ago was undefeated with Suggs. That team was a monster. Yep. And Baylor pushed them around in the title game. Last year, uh, lost to Arkansas. To go to the, yep. One yep, seed, a, yep. 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 Sure. But this year, again, when you look at the offense, they are number one overall in the country. The defense certainly is nothing to write home about. But when's the last time do you think that you could have Gonzaga at 25-1 to 1 on a future ticket, currently sure. sitting on the three line? Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and could they land at two? I think that's unlikely but they could be a high three. My luck, they'll get Kentucky as a six in their region. And they'll meet in the second round. But they already played this year in the regular season, so I'm not so sure the committee would do that. Um, so this is the way this, this stuff goes in March Madness. Gonzaga and Kentucky could lose on the opening weekend. Or if things shake their way, you're looking at two teams that on, on the court and on paper, they have a ton of talent, and they're, Kentucky's never 50-1, to one, ever. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, the, I can't remember the last time that they were in the 25-1 to one range. So, either a deep run or these are going to be coasters by, you know, the opening Sunday night at about 9 o'clock Pacific time. Right, it's the best four days in sports. I mean, it's that, that first weekend. You get, I mean, the same day, one year, Duke Duke lost to uh, McCollum and Lehigh and Norfolk State, 20-point dog, uh, beat, beat Missouri. Yeah. Two, two, two 15s, one in the same day. St. Peter's last year. I mean, I do like what Gonzaga's doing tonight. Because you don't want to have that gap. They're playing Chicago State, which I think the five of us could beat Chicago State. But they want to get a game in with this long layoff before the tournament starts because right. out here in the West Coast tournament, the one and two seeds get a buy into the semifinals. And they're doing this for senior night, too. Okay, yeah. So what, what's, well, so you hey, don't want that time off. I mean, you could also maybe flip it because you have that much time off once the title game is played because you're a week early, when you're, especially if you get knocked out early. Not, that's just not, not for the West Coast or Gonzaga. That's for these other schools, too. But right. Let's get another game in here before we, we play the big dance. Can I add? So what's the handicap of this game, then? They're laying 27 and a half. Yeah. Do, do they show up and put on a, a total show for the, for the fans on senior night? And it's 61 to 30 at halftime? And they win, you know, 115 then, to 65? Uh, or Then you pull people? I don't know. Or do they just, right. like... Well, imagine if someone gets hurt, though. That's another no. thing about how... Well, that would be the most unfortunate thing ever. Yeah. I mean, if that were to happen. But, or do you take a look at the dog? 
because of uh, they're just. Or do they do they care? Yeah, to it's show like, up like Chicago well, come State. On. They're like, come on, guys! I thought the season was over. Yeah, like we're we, we, bringing we, us back. Yeah, we play everybody anywhere. <laughs> now we're going to finish really on, yeah. against Chicago State. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. They were eighty-five to one to win the regular season before the season started. We'll tell you who that was coming up next. is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, Marquette does it again. They uh, wrap up the Big East. They were 85-1 to before the year. They were picked ninth. How about that? There's going to be a lot of these type of stories in college basketball this year. Congrats to Marquette. VCU also wins okay. the A-10. Lipscomb plus three went off pick'em and beat Stetson by 13. Buffalo pick up the five. Serious steam. They win by double digits. Georgia Tech money line plus 340. Blitz Syracuse. Iowa. Now, there you go. I, I, I didn't know what to expect, right? But I was... Iowa doesn't play well away from home, but when you're shooting from three like that in the first half, Indiana never in the game. Which no, apologized afterwards. Yeah, Iowa two to one money line. They are fun to watch though. Oh, they can Especially be. Especially when they're sure, knocking yeah. down. Well, Fran, Fran is worth the price of admission yeah. because he might stare down a referee at any point. <laughs> Grizzlies at under four and a half up to nine, two thirty six and a half down to two thirty one. They beat the Lakers one twenty one to one oh nine. Spurs money line plus three fifty. Pacers money line plus 275. Wizards money line plus 250. They got a big win in Atlanta. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com. Watch the show. VSIN Pro. You always want to watch the show to see these tweets and videos. Let's go back. It's been too long. The Cincinnati Zoo. Our boy Fritzy, the hippo. Now that's how you take a nap. This is he said. He's got his feet up on the glass, and he's sideways. I think that's his sister, Fiona, who checks in at 4,000 pounds. Fritzy tipping the scales at 502 right now, uh, according to the Cincinnati Zoo. But look at him, falling asleep sideways, laying on the sister <laughs> with the feet on the glass. The big guy, right? All right, excellent. Th- this zoo could put up like a cam and charge people to watch the hippo, and I would consider paying to watch that live. Yes, yeah. yes, just Fritzy hanging out. Give me the volume all the way up, please. All the way up with the volume. It's a French bulldog. French bull- bulldog getting the nail trimmed. They're not even touching him. Still not touching him. Still not touching him. Never touched him. He's just freaking out, but he knows what's coming. <laughs> Nothing. Still never touched him the whole way. Look at his eyes. His eyeballs are jumping out of his head. Oh, the big fella. Oh, he hates life. Yeah. Yeah, he does. How are your dogs with that? 
I've never tried it before. My little Jordan does not like it. There's only one person at Doggy Daycare that he will allow to touch oh, his that butt right? for the nail trim. Uh, yeah, right. But the French Bulldog, <laughs> look at his face. Look at that mug. That'll be up later on Instagram at Pauly Does Vegas. Excellent job. Uh, <laughs> I can watch that all day. Not even touching you, kid. No one's touching you. Lose some bucks. Nets over 227 up to 232, 118-104. Kings Thunder under 237 down to 230. Mavs 521 and 2 ATS run, laying more than five points. Wright State, Wisconsin Green Bay over 146 up to 150. No good. Toledo Central Michigan under 149 and a half down to 145. That was 99 to 65. Couple of tweets. This is ridiculous. Thanks to the person who sent this in. I'll give you credit in a second. We're living in a society. Look at this guy flying. He's got these flying. He's not really all the way reclined. He's got his feet all the way up on the person's chair, up over the head. Look at that. And no shoes on, by the way. And Thank you. Most important point. How do you do that? How do you do that? God. Pond scum. Yep. Now, there's an explanation here. I saw this. You mentioned it yesterday. I saw the, the picture. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. That's Bryce Young with Mina Kimes from ESPN. Yeah. But she explained yeah, why she did. She had four inch heels on at the time. Okay. So if that, if she had four inch heels on, let's say she's 5'2, five, 5'3, five, maybe he goes 5'10. Based on that picture, yeah. maybe, maybe. Gotta be concerned. No doubt about it. And lose some, this great heater that the Red Wings have been on in the first period. They scored the first goal of the game. So you th- you're loving life. I'm like, I- I'm not. I'm going to win this bet. Ottawa became the first team in regular season history, history, to score a power play, shorthanded, even strength goal, and a penalty shot, four separate goals in a single period. The Oilers did it in the playoffs in 1984. <laughs> How about that? That is nuts. Lose some for Detroit. Two horrific beats. Did you see this? American Bucknell first half under 60 and a half. The answer is no. The kid hit a three at the buzzer from his own free throw line. Oh, boy. To put it over. That hurts. Yep. And Hawks first half, Trey Young fouled DeLon Wright at half court with one second left. He made all three free throws. You got to be kidding. Why not? Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more, betrivers.com. All right, there you go. Great job by the crew. And that was Ross at uh, Stupid Sports Bets on Twitter with the guy with his feet all the way up on the uh, seat in front of him. Uh, I will say lose some, win some, and lose some here at Circa. They have three-card poker, and the progressive is up to $66,000. I was talking to Joe, who works here. Uh, great guy. It rarely gets above 20,000. Five times it is. This is great for Mike Paul. Mike's out this week. He's sick. So we'll have to catch up with Mike next week. But again, right up his alley. And with that woman who's, you know, living at the wind for six months, $10 million down. Five, five, five times the person has hit the Royal, but wrong suit. It has to be the right suit. Someone did hit it, but they weren't playing the bonus. That's a good feeling. So they didn't put the five dollar chip out there mm-hmm. to bet the progressive, and they instead of winning sixty five thousand, you know that's oh, it's got to sting. But that uh, that's up there, and that's a great job by everyone here at Circa to have that going. And sixty five, sixty six thousand right now, and who knows when it's going to hit? 
It rarely it's rarely gets above twenty and then resets and the thing's up to sixty six thousand. Perfect timing with the madness right around the corner. Some feedback on the new pitch clock in Major League Baseball from John. Email here ftm at vcin.com. Agreed. Pitch clock is great, but the owners won't be happy with the decrease in concession sales. That's kind of my point about when you go to the ballpark now, you're not going to experience a three-hour game and just walk around the whole time and I'll get a pretzel here. You know, it's going to be in a snap. It's going to be over with. This is from uh, Josh on Twitter, 40 years old. Could never sit down and watch a baseball game too damn long between the new pitch clock and DH again in the National League. I have never been more excited to watch nightly now. So feedback on baseball, and this is from Scott on Twitter, at VSIN Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. Per what you were saying with North Carolina, he got the Tar Heels this past Monday to make the Final Four at 27-1, to pizza money. Mm. But if they get in and wake up, he feels they can still make a run. Yeah. And uh, it was around this time last year when I actually made the same bet as he did. I had him at a big, big number, around that same number to make the yeah. Final Four. Eight seed? Had Baylor and, down by 25. Right. Almost lost the game, but then won yeah. that. And then and then the magic all the way to the uh, title game or final four, whatever it was. It, but yeah, the, well, they had Kansas down by 10 right. in the title game. Okay, title game. Yes, thank you. And, and, and when you look at these teams at the top in college basketball, again, yeah. like, who, who do you trust to make deep runs this year? Yeah. Like, we love Nick Bogdanovich, who works here. He used to be at William Hill. Do you? How about what he said Friday when we were off? That the professionals continue to take Houston to win it all. Ten to one, nine to and one. Maybe that's the team that Eight you can. To one. Right? It's it's they are rock solid, man. The only the only question again will be the they have two the losses. The, the fluke against Temple, and they blew yeah. a huge lead against Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. That's still a pretty good league. It's down this year, right? But you're right. They they're they are. That's a hell of a program that's turned into. And uh, it doesn't matter where you look. I mean, Kansas, their resume is great, uh-huh. but again, the overall metrics. Tell you that, uh, and I haven't really heard too many people say that they completely believe in Kansas. Last year, when the field at the top was much better than I think this year, people were still saying Kansas. But, you know, they lost a ton, and Self's done an amazing job this year. Um, but I haven't heard, like, a lot of people say Kansas 10-1. to 1? I've, Of course it's a good bet. I've heard people make the case for UCLA. I, yeah, I although see that. The, the Pac-12 is yeah. weak this year. I still think they can get four in, though. You 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 ex- typically it's the, the Pac-12 is better than this, right? You expect more. Well, from, yeah, you're from, right. Be- they might they they'd be lucky to get four in. Yeah, probably you, looking at three best case right now. Yeah, you expect programs like Oregon to be some sort of a factor. Yeah, Altman's a really good coach, and t- usually he has a lot of talent. This year it hasn't worked out, but you can kind of bank on that year see, in and year out. Not the case. See, that's the thing. It's just down year Pac-12. Uh, team think, struggling away from home in the Big Ten. A lot of conferences are down. Yet you look at the bubble with the mid majors, and I I don't think I don't think Charleston's going to get in. Boston loves Charleston, but I don't think they're going to get in unless yeah. they win. There. They're going to have thirty wins. Oral Roberts is on the bubble. They, mm-hmm. They're twenty seven and four. We ran down their resume earlier, and then Florida Atlantic. And I see Lenardi's got them an eleven seed in a good league that always oh. wins games. They're like twenty seven and three too. Florida Atlantic, you're saying? What I say? Yeah, Florida yeah. Atlantic, right? Again, just to they're reiterate, eleven seed. Well, you said, like, come on. When you reference Boston, you talk about Allen Boston, professionals. He's done. He's one of the best ever to do it in college basketball. He told you yesterday they'd have a five. They'd be better than five hundred in Big Ten play. Yep. Up next, yeah. uh, okay. So a GM in the NFL came out today and said, "There's no chance we're trading this guy." We'll tell you who that is coming up next.
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Can't wait for this weekend. A lot going on in the world of sports. John Jones back. Good UFC card. Arnold Palmer Invitational. And uh, four teams will be punching their ticket this weekend in the madness. Place all your bets at Bet Rivers. You place your pre-tournament bets on any outright winner. Top 10 insurance. Parlay insurance with the UFC. Great menu. Dynamite. House specials. BetRivers.com. Download the app today. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Okay, so uh, the news item I referenced before the break, Chargers GM Tom Telesco said this morning that there is no thought, and there has been no thought, of possibly trading wide receiver Keenan Allen this offseason. His cap hit for this upcoming uh, year is $21.7 million, and that team is $20 million over the cap. And they currently are the only NFL team paying two receivers $20-plus million per year. Michael Lombardi here on this network with uh, from the Lombardi line has said over and over again that Mike Williams is the guy that you absolutely have to pay. They did. Obviously, he's one of the two that makes $20 million. He's not, the, he's not in that same ballpark with Keenan Allen. But so he said no thought of that. And that comes on the heels of Bengals GM Duke Tobin saying trading T. Higgins is not of mind. If you want a receiver, go yep. find your own. Yeah, I saw that. I, I think yeah, the look. odd man out in Cincinnati is going to end up being Joe Mixon at some point. Okay. And I know that uh, at DraftKings, you can bet B. John Robinson's first team, uh, our team to select him. Bengals would be an interesting spot for him to land. I think he would just be a monster in that offense. And Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday from NFL Network that he loves the idea of the Eagles taking Robinson high, but he he said he doesn't see it happening. Basically can't see that scenario unfolding. Where's Ramsey going? And why not Miami? Well, you tell me. I mean, uh, that, I mean why, was, why, he wasn't even listed on the on the odds. Yeah, so why Miami is that wasn't on the board? Yeah, I know. But where he's gonna? Where is he gonna go? I mean, the number news are gonna come down here. We're gonna have so much news in the next couple of weeks in the NFL. Uh-huh. Rogers is gonna talk for the first time today too, since the uh, he came out of the Hobbit hole. Uh, and then, how about Miami for Rogers? How'd that work? Just you just can't you just throw your hands up with Tua. I mean, just, just think you're so concerned about the future, and if he gets flung to the ground one more time, that could be it. Are there rumblings of that? I'm just throwing that out there, huh. but a possible fit. Everyone talking about the Jets, maybe Miami. I mean, maybe we wow. forget because it was out of sight, out of mind. You don't have a first-round pick. Yeah. That would come back to bite him. They, uh, he wasn't cleared until <laughs> – it was week, two weeks after the playoff loss to Buffalo. He was concussed on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Think about that, right? That took a long time, but, man. That was not a good sign at all. He says, if you think I'm a diva, just tune out then. But uh, I should have an announcement soon. Okay, let's wrap it up. You know, maybe he'll come, come out and say, you know what? From the darkness, I realized that uh, I need to be a Packer for the rest of my life. I, maybe he'll say that today. Well, how does the GM come out and say love needs to play, right? I mean, let's get this yeah. going. I mean, that's. I hope the writing's on the wall here. Right. You got to get on the same yeah. page. But can I, let me ask you a couple yeah. things about tonight's NBA card. Yeah. Okay. Good card. So this this is a back to back for the Nets. And they were yep. live in that game against the Bucks last night until Milwaukee really put the screws into them late in that second half. So the Nets are on the road against the Knicks. <laughs> the, the, the Knicks are laying seven and a half. They've been red hot. It's a good story. Yeah, six in a row. Boy, seven and a half points? Yeah. Well, it's no travel, though, too. But you're right. The back-to-back's priced in, but 
and, and we'll see what the, what happens with the with the lineup. But s- certainly the respect for the Knicks now off the charts. S- to think they're seventh in offensive efficiency, haven't lost since the hard trade, and on this winning streak in, in the year Brunson has had. It's a lot of points. So, uh, but again, the future bright for the Knicks. They get a star. Watch out. Get a superstar. Watch out. Bulls on a nine and one under run. They're in Detroit. God awful. That's two twenty four. The total. Bulls yeah. six on the road. And this is a back to back for the Bulls. Uh-huh. I have no faith in the Bulls covering this number. Okay, and what do you, he'll be on a minutes restriction. But what do you expect out of Durant tonight? And if this will work in Phoenix, and if they can gel and mesh with enough games before the playoffs start. Well, I know Ball is out, and that was a very unfortunate injury for Charlotte, their best player. But the market expects a com- expects a complete blowout tonight. The Suns are up to ten and a half in some spots. Is that too many points? First game back? No, it's not. First, first game, first game overall with his new teammates. Not with Ball out. No, uh, even with the minutes restriction, they have a lot of talent. And they're all saying the right things. It, it really what I like the most. Well, uh, you get Durant, but it it seems to have uh, energized and get some life into Aiton. Not I, only getting in the gym early, putting the work in. Realizing the work Durant does, and let's go. I'm excited now. Aiton is quietly uh, on a nice stretch. Yes. Kids playing good basketball. So, all the talk about Durant and Booker, don't forget about this guy. I mean, when he's motivated, go back to that horrific performance in game seven against Dallas. But Uh, I guess that was everybody. But I do want to point out that in that division, the Pacific, right? The Kings currently hold a three and a half game lead over the Suns, and we're down to basically 20 games now. And we're getting feedback today. Some people are betting Golden State to win that division. With Curry coming back at some point, they've won three straight. They're four and a half back. Uh, I don't and, know about the time. The Don's schedule's too tough. It, can I can I just ask this question? Is it a dumb idea to bet the Kings right now at plus money to win the division? Yeah. yeah. Is this that is really tough. the dumbest thing of all time? Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, because, again, you, if you take away the names of these teams and replace them and put them in a different division, you'd say a three and a half game lead with this much to play, and I can get the team in front that they're 36 right. and 25 at it was plus 180 I believe yesterday. Like you're not going to be you're tying your money up for 5 weeks. So it's not that long. Mm-hmm. It's that's this is going to be people just I don't know they they they're expecting the the Kings to eventually just fall on their faces. I don't know. Just want to put it no, out. No, I think there. it would have happened by now. Yeah. And you so you can say Golden State this Golden State that and they haven't been playing well. Well I know it's Al Curry, but they went to Los Angeles and got destroyed, and they're awful on the road. I, I, so, I will point this out. Sacramento does have the fourth most difficult schedule remaining in the league. The Clippers have the sixth. Golden State has the eighth. And Phoenix has the 11th. So they all basically have tough schedules down the stretch here. Yeah, but Golden State doesn't want that. That's not something they're they, – That's they, yeah. No. That, very important for Sacramento to get the three, though, as well. Where are you at with the Cavs? They're getting five and a half tonight in Boston. Going to get the four seed. Very good team. Can they put a scare into Milwaukee or Boston in the second round if that's the matchup? I would say yes. Good defensive team. Yeah. Mitchell can go off. I was. Yeah. Uh, it really caught my attention when we brought on our buddy um, and friend of the network here, Aaron Running, who is a professional sports better, dynamite on the NBA. He told us this uh, during the NFL playoffs. Caught up with him. I think it was still probably late January. When he said his power ratings in the East, Bucks and Cavaliers were one two, I think they were like basically tied, if I recall correctly. Now that'll get your attention from a guy who does this every single day for a living, and uh, so yeah, I mean yeah. I have to respect that a lot. And yeah. you've seen now there's 
there's money on the Cavaliers today. I saw as high as six and a half last night. Uh, we're sitting currently at Boston minus five pretty much across the board. Yeah, a lot of back to Milwaukee on a back to back. Try to make it 16 in a row at home against the Magic. And the, even though the Blazers are on a back to back, I don't want any part of the Pelicans. No way. If, if the Blazers get beat tonight at, at home, you say, okay, so be it. They were up 17 at the half and lost by 18 as they got blitzed in the second half. But New Orleans on this losing streak, not even in these games. They went to the Garden, and that thing was over early. Oh, no. Yeah. People who were there said so no energy in the building. It was a blowout from the get-go. So the Pelicans have packed it in here. So until further notice, they still have to be a play a go against. I'll give you another one, too, where the favorite might be laying too many points tonight. Uh, this, in some spots, opened up, I believe I saw 9.5 last night. The Bucks are down to 7.5 against the Magic at home. Is Giannis going to go tonight? He had 33-15 and 15 last night, played a lot in that comeback uh, win over the Nets. Nah, they're so good, though. So much talent. Yeah, but Orlando's a pretty decent team. And yeah, Orlando, yeah. don't forget about this, Orlando yeah. plays good basketball against the top-tier teams. Remember, they're true. a, tr- they're a tr- very back tricky match for somebody like Boston. Yeah. Hey, how good is the Fultz story? You got to feel good for him. You have to. He's a good player. I would agree. I mean, he was in his own head, and he had the yips in Philly. And it just, that is a great story. This is why you... Good for him. You cannot give up on players who are 18, 19, 20 years old when they're two years into the league. And just because LeBron did it right away and some others did, it doesn't mean every player who comes out is going to do it, you know? Yep. I mean, if, if they have enough time and with the right... It's also where you land a, a lot of times. And for him, the, 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 he wasn't ready. I just It was too much for him yep. to take on. The other thing, too, it's, uh, it, it's not going to end well with Ben Simmons and the Nets. I mean, he has gotten worse, if you can believe it. But also going back to what happened when we saw him in the playoffs against the Hawks and couldn't make a free throw and turning down a wide-open dunk. And then Doc Rivers was asked after the season, can you win with him? And I don't know. It's, I mean, that's, I don't think he ever recovers. Yep. But everyone was right about that, just saying, do we even know if this guy can play after what he was coming back from, considering how he struggled in the playoffs the last time we saw him when he was healthy? And he's just, it, it's the worst contract in sports right now, and it's not even close. Yeah. They can't even get anything for him. No one wants him. Forty, what, forty million a year, thirty million a year. No, it, it, it was a yeah. ridiculous contract when they gave him that much money. Yeah, yeah. That's exhibit A of uh, how you don't have to pay what the oh. market is telling you with some of these guys. Would they give him like one hundred eighty-seven million dollars? I believe. Sounds about right. And you got Harris. I mean, you had Terry at the time, too. You acquired Tobias Harris, who makes a ton of money. Yeah. We'll recap our in-pocket plays from yesterday and tell you what we're on tonight. Coming up next here and Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's do it. I have to do it. Uh, I'm taking 10 tonight with Auburn on the road against Alabama. Rivalry game. I know they just got blitzed on the road, but Joe Lenardi currently has them an 11 seed. And Alabama, very impressive. 15-1 and in conference play. But between getting embarrassed, have to have it, on the bubble, rivalry game, lost by eight the first meeting, 
put up or shut up time and all the distractions. It's something every day. Now, yesterday, Oates had to come out and say he was told now it's like it was a TSA pat down. Not like an MMA type deal, too, with the, with the introduction. Just which, stop. Yeah. Which Please they stop can't, talking. Guys, get on the same page. I mean, this is... Oh, boy. Wrong place, wrong time. That That's the one comment that will never live down. But they're also, for what it's worth, they're not playing well. I mean, they, they were down big at the half and then were great in the second half beating Arkansas. They had to go to overtime as a 16-point favorite to beat South Carolina. So I'll take the 10 with Auburn. Good luck tonight. Got to do it. All the pending. It's been a long time. But now with the NFL over... Revisit all the pending. Nuggets over 50 and a half ice cream. Also gave them out to be the one seed of plus 550. That looks great. Nug- uh, Blazers under 39 and a half wins. Mavs under 48. Well, hold on. How was yeah. the Blazers bet looking? That's uh, so-so. That'll come down to the wire. They are, I see, I, I also bet no playoffs on that too. And that's trick. They're 29 and 32. 29 and 32. See how they play it down the stretch. Mavs under 48 and a half wins. They're 32 and 31. Nets to miss the playoffs. This was when they had Durant, but I said this could go sideways and they could still get traded. It worked. Plus 325. Uh, conference to win the Stanley Cup. Give me the East. When it's $1.55. DraftKings and other spots, you can do better than that. We can't bet at DraftKings. Golden before the season, Golden Knights under 97 points. points. 97 points on the season. That should be a winner as well. They have 76 right now. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, in a very difficult schedule. Okay, here we go. Loser last night on the three-team money line parlay. Grizzlies, Jazz, Nuggets. Minus 112 is one I bet it. How about that? Uh, Jazz got me. Spurs won the yeah. game. 16-game losing streak. Goes bye-bye. And uh, they were 2-14 and 14 ATS as well. I knew the Jazz were going to be all with a couple of players last night. But they could not win. They're the nine seed right now in the West. And uh, no good. So that's a loser. The Arkansas bet was actually a worse bet because they were pathetic last night, and there was no way to get out of that game because they just started ugly, and it never got any better, and they played a dumb basketball game, low IQ basketball game, tons of stupid turnovers, unforced errors, bad shots, and that was an ugly version of college basketball last night, and you just knew it was a loser right away. Bruins with a winner, minus 125 at the Flames. Now, (laughs) they just... (laughs) Sports books, I'm, I'm. Yeah. This is tongue in cheek, but sports books should pay out Allmark to win the Vesna today, because that was he was. They were outshot 57 to 20. They won the game 4-3 in overtime. Tonight, NBA. I'm going to go Magic first half. Again, they've been good against the elite teams in the NBA. Bucks on a back-to-back tonight. I don't think they're going to be playing everybody in this game. Milwaukee is loaded, but I'll take the Magic first half plus four against the Bucks in this game. All right, very good. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Wanted to point this out, Paulie. Last night, Detroit Mercy, they won in the horizon. Yeah, it did, yep. 81 68. Antoine Davis had 38 points. He needs 26 more to break Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA career scoring record. That's it. I, I did not think that this record was going to fall anytime soon, if ever, because college basketball play, it's not the same sport as it once was. Mm-hmm. And I just figured that Maravich, it was never even a thought in my mind that could possibly get surpassed. 
kids need to play, and this is actually his fifth year, I believe. And I heard Matt Humans talking about it last night with Wes Reynolds on their show here on VSIN, the new show that's uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Davis has done it like in 140-plus games. Maravich played in around 80. <laughs> that the three-point shot. And now my, my brother sent yeah. me this. Uh, Found this on social media. This, take this for what it's worth again. It's been reported that former LSU coach Dale Brown charted every shot Maravich scored and concluded that if his shots from three-point range had been counted as three points, Maravich's average would have totaled 57 points per game and 12 th- uh, three-pointers per game as well. What? If the three-point shot existed back when Pistol Pete played. Oh, my God. Again, that was, I don't even know what? if that, I have no idea if that report is true. My brother saw it, sent it to me. Who knows? But there you go. I wouldn't be surprised. The guy <laughs> shooting from downtown back in the 60s and 70s, and there's no three-point shot. Oh Who knows? God. Maybe they were from 22 feet. I also doubt that Dale Brown shot and looked at every single made basket in his career. Maybe he did. I don't know. I love the what could have been and the what if stuff when you talk about college basketball. Like if guys would have stayed or, you know, like if LeBron went to Akron, could they have gone to the Final Four? Like, I mean, it was on the team. It's LeBron James. Good luck. Like if Durant went to Michigan. Yeah. If all those guys, right, what that would have been like, what that would have looked like. Yeah, I know. Would have been ridiculous. Well, how about if guys would actually stick around for three well, that, years? That's another one. That's another one. With some so, of these, uh, oh, God. So it, it is lying season, and uh, agents and everyone, coaches, people in the NFL use the media and will flat out lie to them. And it's it's happened to many people here that we know, especially around draft time. But that people were all over Todd McShay for what he said about Character issues on Jalen Carter. What are you talking about? He's a great kid. It's ridiculous. Maybe the case. But how about the timing with this? Jalen Carter was present at a teammate's fatal crash, misled police about it. One of the top prospects in the draft, Kuiper has him going fourth in his mock yesterday, was present at the scene of a fatal crash January 15th, drove away, and misled police about it afterwards. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He first told police he was nearly a mile away when the crash happened. Then he said it was behind the other vehicle and could see its taillights. And then he said he was alongside the car when it crashed. Georgia football staffer Chandler LaCroix was driving the car that crashed, and an offensive lineman was a passenger. Both died. Another staffer and another football player were injured. Police questioned Carter about whether he was racing the other car. He denied it. The official story until now had been that it was a single-car accident, caused by LaCroix driving too fast. It's not clear whether Carter could be in legal jeopardy based on the new info that his car was also at the scene. He has not commented publicly. He was ticketed in September for driving 89 and a 45. Wow, okay. So, but the timing again. This is not nearly uh-huh. the Larry Tunsil well, bong mask, yeah, but yeah. what this could do to his draft stock, uh, who knows? I will point this out. At DraftKings right now, you can bet on the first defensive player drafted. Jalen Carter's minus 105. Will Anderson's plus 130. I'm just saying. Will Anderson plus 130. I know that he opened up, uh, what was it, a week ago at around plus 350, from what I understand, and that quickly shot down. But I'll give you another guy. And Daniel Jeremiah is a guy that you can trust with his mock and uh, other information he puts out there. He recently had Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech, going ahead of Will Anderson. He had Wilson going number three to Arizona. Tyree Wilson, six to one. First defensive player drafted right now available at DraftKings. It might not be the dumbest based on this. Again, this is my gut reaction to what you just told me live on the air. 
maybe not the silliest bet ever mm-hmm. to make. What are you seeing on tight ends? I saw a couple reports where there are guys who do this and say there could be three tight ends in the first round. I'm hearing the same thing. Uh, how about that? People are super high on the tight ends this year. Yeah. So I guess you, you, you now we're going to have a draft prop of two and a half tight ends in the first round? There it is. That's the Juice number. maybe to the over if they're getting mocked, and a lot of people like a like a DJ, for example, are saying we're going to get three. Hmm. Are you willing to bet on four quarterbacks in the top ten? Uh yes, and that was that was before the Seattle news. Yes, so am I. I would be surprised if Seattle goes quarterback. I think Carolina goes quarterback. Raiders. Houston, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, now that Devonte Adams will have input in that decision. They said yesterday. Was he texting Rogers in the man cave? Man cave. Because it looked like it was be- <laughs> It was no dark out period. Well, what are we talking about That's a about better here? way to say it, actually. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, cave. Who knows? They get reunited. My God. Let's, uh, let's make a decision, though. I think the Raiders go quarterback. It'd be great to come in. I'm Jets, whatever. Oh, yeah. Raiders, you know. Let's go. Well, it... it but it just, it just appears they want a divorce but just want to do it in the best way possible. It's been said by many, but yeah. it's worth repeating. But that, yeah. that's right. You know, we, uh, one other college basketball game we didn't spend much time on today, but we did go over the best and worst teams ATS. The best team in the country, yeah. ATS, is Pittsburgh. They're playing the second, what is it, Notre Dame's like the second or yeah. third worst team in the country ATS tonight. Pittsburgh lane four, four and a half in that spot. If you miss any of the show today, all you have to do is search Follow the Money Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to every single second of this show. Good luck with your bets tonight.